The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello and welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. Yeah, Nicole. Wow, I'm Nicole Hutchison. You are. It's been a week since I had to do this, y'all. Clearly, I forgot. <laughs> Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Christy Scales. Ladies, we get the whole crew back today. Yeah, I so know. Yeah, we missed you, Aisha. Just we know did. That. We did. It wasn't the same. <laughs> Who am, I going, who am I going to pick on the entire show? I mean, I missed Come you on. guys, too. <laughs> no, you did not. Football is taking over my life. You know how I know it's taking over my life? I be dreaming about it. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I be dreaming about, like, Boys. I had a dream I overslept. Those are the worst, though. <laughs> that's the worst. But yeah. it's, it's that's how I know I'm, like, mm-hmm. super-duper locked in. Um, but, no, I, I feel better. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, with Shrine Bowl and yeah. Senior Bowl. I know big, it's my first bowl game. Week. Yeah. A lot of bowls going on. I never yeah, been to, to, to have one here at the Star is really cool. It's yeah. a big the deal. The East-West Shrine Bowl mm-hmm. and tonight, Thursday night at, yeah. the, at the Star. It's very exciting. They're so hopefully, they'll, hopefully it's something where they'll continue to come back each year that would be really fun it would be awesome if they were able to do that it's nice to have it in your backyard yes it's really nice a lot of cowboys folks have been out there um the coaches (laughs) and 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 the scouts if i'm not mistaken clearly had the more most numbers out of any um team just because of the location but yeah it's been cool but i'm really glad to be back with you ladies expecting to be well at least i hope to see a a big crowd out there tonight uh, Mm -hmm. for the actual game i'll do i'll be there i know all of y'all will probably be there as well so a lot of things going on here at the star uh some news actually uh we can talk about that uh dan quinn's a lot of things been going on uh with the whole him head coaching search um i know seattle they of course went in a different direction hiring uh defensive coordinator or ravens former de- defensive coordinator mike mcdonald he's now the youngest head coach uh, in the nfl uh he'll be replacing pete carroll but now what's next for dan quinn still a lot of question marks because now uh, he has the option of either taking the head coaching job well if they hire him um in washington or staying here in dallas uh different situation for him i know in the first first couple of years he had the the choice to actually pick the team that he would you know wanted to go to and chose to stay in dallas uh, things are a little different for him now. Um, just what are y'all's thoughts as far as Dan Q, DQ? Uh, do y'all think there's still a chance that he could stay here in Dallas? Or are y'all thinking that Washington commander's job is looking a little, like likely like a chance? Which mm. one? Yeah. Is yeah. In Washington? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's an exciting time for yeah. the yeah. commanders in terms of, um, you know, the actively uh, looking for the sites for a new stadium yeah. and uh, this and 
having the plethora of draft picks that they have mm -hmm. and all of the capital in terms of uh, cap space, I mean, they, this could be a transformative time for a franchise that um, we take a lot of glee in the fact that they've been downtrodden, but it is mm -hmm. one of the, the great franchises historically in the NFL. So uh, this, this could be a really great opportunity for Dan to not just for the immediate success of the commanders, mm -hmm. but uh, under Josh Harris and the new ownership, really um, getting that franchise back on course. Yeah, and when you think of cleaning house and starting over, that is the place to go do it. I mean, you build that team how you want to build it. Whoever goes in there as the head coach, they're starting from the ground up. They have a young quarterback that has glimpses of being good. He just needs more development under the right coaching staff. Sam Howell absolutely has potential to uh, you know, be viable, not just in the NFC East, but in the NFC under the right coaching staff. I think Dan Quinn is the kind of coach that could go in, make that immediate impact for him and just the entire team, really. Uh, he can create culture. And something about Dan Quinn that he is notable for, back when he was in Seattle and then in Atlanta, what he did is he created culture for teams that were struggling mm -hmm. at one point before he got there. Historically, when he goes to a new job, that's what he does. Yeah. Dan Quinn can rebuild. Look what he did here in Dallas. After Mike Nolan left, he rebuilt the culture within the Cowboys defense. And so I think if you're the commanders and you want a new culture established, you want to turn the page, you want a new era, if you will, Dan Quinn is absolutely your guy to do it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You look at the defensive side of the ball for Washington, and that was clearly the weaker side of the ball this season. Um, they've always had fantastic skill players on the offensive side. They lost some guys on the defensive side this year showed um, I do think they just need some foundation there as far as well they need stability as well like sure, they need right. to, to get a coach in there and that be the coach for a minute and and that be the way that things settle out but I am um, very curious to see what happens with him and, and what happens because we talk about on the draft show it dictates Dan Quinn has a lot of say in the draft as well and so he, he has had input into yeah. the draft as well this past three years so um, it could mean changes for defensive scheme philosophy yeah. Oh, yeah. rosters I mean when new coaches come into a program they have their idea of what they want and maybe some of the guys on this team right now won't fit the other coach yeah, so it's right. there could be a lot of changes not only for Washington but also too for Dallas if that is something that comes to fruition but either way we love uh, progression around here yeah. so we would definitely yeah. miss him but at the same time it's his time he's worked he's worked his tail off to show that he mm -hmm. can be in that position again and honestly there's so many head coaching jobs available I don't know when that would be like this again exactly. yeah. so yeah, he has wave. to seize the opportunity sure. as well yeah that's that's why it was interesting yeah. so many people were surprised when Ben Johnson stayed in Detroit the hot name for offensive mm -hmm. coordinator yeah. and pulled his name out of some of the different ones because it's kind of like Kellen Moore from a, right. a few years ago it's like you better strike while the iron is hot yeah, yeah. because uh, that opportunity may not come again of course Kellen now going to the uh, hated division rival you know, the, the Eagles so we could talk about that but but uh, um, and the, the other thing is with Washington if with the number two overall pick in the draft if mm -hmm. they decide that they want to move on from Sam Howell mm -hmm. and take a quarterback yeah. then do you want 
defensive coach Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for uh, the Lions, has been mentioned for that yeah. job? Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, do you want one of the hot uh, young offensive guys? But then you have guys like Bobby Slowick, who's the uh, Texans offensive coordinator, who withdrew his name and resigned yeah. with uh, the Texans. So uh, it, it's interesting because uh, a few of the names that people were thinking uh, would take shots as new head coaches decided to take the stay big the pay house, raises huh? and stay yeah. stay where they yeah. are. Well, well, let's say this – well, let me throw this out there. He will also be going close to home, too, so that's a good thing yeah. for Dan yes. He's from uh-huh. Morristown, New Jersey, so yes. it's like a four-hour trip from D.C. slash Maryland area. Uh, so that would be good for him and his family. But let's just say, hypothetically speaking, um, Washington does not go with Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. right? Um, and from what we've seen this season with, you know, especially the ending of the year, this defense just not performing the way that they, they should have performed um, in the wild card round. Do y'all feel that Dan Quinn can come in and, um, I guess, tweak his way of, I guess, coaching uh, or make the adjustments according to um, – because we didn't see that, you know, in that last game. Uh, Do you feel like he'd be willing to make those type of coaching adjustments when it comes down to a whole year? Yeah, because he would be the only one in the room that's Mm -hmm. not if he doesn't because everybody else is. Based on the conversations we're hearing, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you heard Micah's podcast yesterday, everybody's having conversations on how to create a Super Bowl culture, and that's how Micah put it. Mm -hmm. So no matter who it is, whether it's Dan or somebody else that has to come in, you have to change the way of thinking because three years of the same repetitive cycle over and over and over, there has to be change somewhere. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there's there's not a change in staff. There could be in personnel. We we don't know yet. There's a laundry list of free agents that we've talked about. There's going to be turnover mm-hmm. in personnel, as we know. But um, if it is Dan that stays, yeah. he has to be progressive with his thinking. And it's not just him. So does Mike McCarthy. So does John Fossil. So do all the assistant coaches. Yeah. Everybody has to change their way of thinking or history will continue to repeat itself. Because really nothing changed at that point. If you stay with this, the same coaching staff, same personnel, uh, you know, to, to what you can at that point. But nothing will change if you don't. Yeah. And I think they're, they're all embarrassed enough. Mm-hmm. They all got the message very loud and clear that if you don't change, history is going to repeat itself and it's going to feel ten times worse than it did this year. Yeah. I can't even imagine that feeling. And yeah. it says a lot. I'm sorry. My no, great. You the host. No, I'm s- <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, it, and it says a lot. Uh, if I don't know if everyone was able to hear what, you know, Micah had mentioned yesterday in his podcast or the day before. Um, and he had just said that, you know, he talked to the coaches, the oh. players. Oh. And pretty much Breaking everybody. News. Oh, goodness. From Adam Scheffner. From Dallas Cowboys to D.C., the commanders are hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator wow. Dan Quinn as their head coach. That happened <laughs> about five minutes ago. Oh, congratulations, wow. congratulations to Dan. Yeah, he's a he's a good man, and the yeah. I think the NFL as a whole. I'm looking holistically <laughs> at the whole thing. Well, Th- this is this is good for the NFL mm-hmm. if you can have one of the traditional teams, yeah, uh, Washington. Uh, back is really viable. Dang, we just playing so, all the enemies. Wow, Kellen went to Philly. Yep. Dan Quinn went to Washington. Yep. yep. You might have to. You got too many people to know about you in your division, mm-hmm. also that too. Part. At this point, they already did, like they they know you a little in and out. But I will say, um, to Jess's point, wow. Um, I know. That's yeah. That hit different. 
ouch. It's, it, on I, the I, show, that's wild. And I don't even know if it's an <laughs> We love life. If it's an ouch, right? I'm more so at this, now that it's happened, I'm more so now concerned for, because of how long it took to happen, mm -hmm. there a lot of the really good defensive coordinators that were available are gone. Yeah. Well, do you think you that they're looking outside now. the building, or is Joe Witt the yeah. next defensive coordinator? It, and that could be very possible. I, I know that on a podcast that Al Harris said, wherever Dan go, going. I'm going to. Oh. So not only are you possibly losing, because that's what happens with coaches, sure. especially head coaches. Mike McCarthy did it. He snatched yeah. people. He snatched bones. Yeah. You know, so it's now we have the um, task of finding out who he's gonna, who's gonna come in, and or if no one's gonna come in at all. But if if they do stay in house, if it is Joey Jr. or um, Adam Durday, who I know is highly regarded in the league as well. Yo, um, we should be trying to figure out. Schematically, I think that the Cowboys have been built to stop the pass, take the ball away, yeah. and to rush the passer. Um, typically, because of that, a lot of this on the defensive side, these guys are not huge in stature or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with that. However, I do think when you get in the playoffs, that has hurt you right. because, baby, if I can run the ball, why am I yeah. going to pass? So for whoever does come in here, I am hoping for at least some balance because this defense looks good most of the year because, yeah, teams are passing the ball. They're not showing you everything like Jess kind of mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not yeah. – like teams are going to pass the ball more. But when you get into the playoffs, those are elimination games. Things get tight. Leaning on your run game is something that a lot of the good, play, good teams do, good offenses do, and we saw that through the playoffs. So for me, I'm looking at whoever does take over – we need to have a little bit more balance um, on defending the run and being able to play the pass. It can't be so heavily dependent on being able to rush the passer because we've seen yeah. that when they cannot rush the passer, then it really opens up a plethora yeah. of issues on this defense. Address DT, address linebacker, mm -hmm. and then I think you'll be cooking with gas. But yeah. holy yeah. crap. That's, I know, I'm, I'm reeling over here. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm trying to absorb what just happened. Yeah. Well, I, I think the linebacker core, it, it was going to be made over anyway, but yeah. especially if someone else comes in or mm -hmm. if there's a promotion within the ranks, just going to be bigger at linebacker. I still think that the uh, Leighton Vander Esch injury mm -hmm. uh, was such a huge blow, and that's kind of helped get you what uh, alluding to what Aisha was saying off balance in mm -hmm. terms of you know size wise and things yeah. like that um, with your uh, front seven. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm trying to absorb this. No, I'm a you, little. You have I'm to see Dan up. Quinn on the sidelines twice a year. I'm a little shaken. Like, are we absorbing that? Wow. You have to see Dan Quinn on the sidelines twice a year. You have to scheme against Kellen Moore twice a year. That's wild. What a what an That's NFC crazy. East matchup. Uh, yeah, it's great. It just crazy. it's just more yeah, just makes it more salty. Oh, I love football. If, it, if the <laughs> NFC East, it's all it's been salty the past couple decades, three decades. With NFC the, East with the, too. With the oh. with the Eagles, but now now we got some fire back. With Sorry, the, with the Washington. No, you're good. I'm scrolling on Twitter uh, just trying to see reactions mm -hmm. here. Uh, kind of crazy y'all are yeah nuts. i'm a little sick y'all are nuts it's over crazy here that we were ain't just even talking. Gonna hold no, I, I, <laughs> I was mad at him but i wasn't this mad <laughs> i i believe in ultimately though good for dan wow. good yeah, for dan great. for great taking for a job that he earned and and don't let that last game 
fool you. Him he, and Biennium going to be a headache. He earned this position. Yes. Uh, I wish it was literally with any other team in the NFC East uh, or any other team in the NFL, I should say, that is not in the NFC East. The only thing that is irking me, that it's, ir- it's, it's irking me that so many, like, I get, and again, I understand that they might have been planning to hire someone in-house. I think Joe Witt Jr. is fantastic, but... Yeah. Even yeah. even guys that could have been coordinators and stuff are gone. Like this, it's it's. I mean, two weeks. It's it's. How many weeks has it been since they three, lost? Three. Three. It's been three so, weeks. I mean, kind of yeah. waiting on this part. Like yeah. that's the only thing that is really bothering yeah. me right I, now. But I'm glad you mentioned Coach Dirty earlier because he's uh, he was getting mentioned. He was for, getting interviewed. Yeah, getting interviews for a <laughs> defensive coordinator yeah. around the league. And for those that don't know, he's the uh, Cowboys defensive line coach. Adam and has done such a great job. About that. He said one of the next questions will be whether Dan Quinn attempts to bring any other added Cowboys assistant coaches with him to Washington, such as defensive backs coach Al Harris or defensive line coach Aiden Dirty. Both have mm-hmm. been defensive coordinator candidates if Dallas grants permission for coaches under contract well see that's the thing if you're oh. under contract it, it you can't make um lateral moves mm-hmm. with the um the existing club the person that the team that has you under contract does not have to allow you to leave if it's lateral move so um okay. you know going from a position coach to a defensive coordinator yeah. would be uh, a promotion and things like that or assistant head coach things like that so that's going to be really interesting i don't have in front of me the contract status of uh the other assistant coaches on the cowboys defensive side of the ball so that'll be interesting to see but there are there will be uh, as aisha alluded to a lot of moving parts now yeah. that the first domino has fallen also the free agency list let's not forget a lot well, of those guys were dan quinn guys that sure you know hey if, if jordan well. lewis isn't re-signed here or uh jay ron curse yeah. look we'll be seeing them in burgundy and gold <laughs> next year I'm about the, th- the thought of jordan lewis and washington jersey i'm stressing yeah yeah. All right. I mean, that's yeah. a very common yeah, thing. Let's, go, a ahead a break. let's go ahead and take our first break. <laughs> You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. <laughs> we know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
games continue on Sunday. Can Peyton and Eli Manning coach the league's best to glory? Don't miss the epic AFC versus NFC flag football finale and more skills on Sunday, February 4th at 2 p.m. Central on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and Disney XG. <laughs> and congratulations oh, wow. to Jake Ferguson and Tyler Smith yeah. going to their first Pro Bowls and Demarcus Lawrence back to his fourth. Was so that, oh, those well, three. Yes. <laughs> nice job. That was a great read. Not the accent, the, the read, the little emphasis. You know, you know what? I'm, I'm going through it right now. Uh, let me channel it how I need to. Yeah, I was trying to tweet it, but I'm, I'm typing. I know, I was slow. thinking about you earlier in the week, Jess, when what? it was announced that Jake Ferguson's now going Look, to his Pro uh, Bowl. You know, I like, said, Jess got one what a Fergalicious uh, Pro Bowl it's going to be. I'm very excited for him. Uh huh. That it is. I mean, not excited what, he, for what I have to do for the rest of today because of the news. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> Hey, you have to find joy in it, right? You have to find joy in the day. And do so I, to have Do sure I have do. to find joy in the day? Yeah, and for Dan is a person. Yes, and for, for him, yes. Yeah, for know. me, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of work for you. It, and all of us. Yes. Correct. Okay. It, it's Good fun. work. We then love that, it. We love some stuff to write about in the off season. You look stressed. Because yeah, I don't even know what his defense is. I don't know. <laughs> Sugar, honey. Baby, let the games begin. I know. Taylor Swift says because I think we'll that's know. That's gonna be a fun matchup. I though. will say though, like I think we'll know something very here soon because mm-hmm. that's how other teams have done it. As yeah. soon as that head coach, that coach was gone or something, they're like, oh. mm-hmm. and also, so hopefully in the next twenty four hours, we yeah. know. Who our person is. One thing that you can say about the Joneses and the Cowboys organization is they know how to multitask. So this is not catching anybody by surprise. And just because interviews aren't being reported doesn't mean that there aren't back-channel things that have mm-hmm. been going on. So this is this is not a surprise to anybody in this building. Yeah. Are there any options, Christy, that you... Um, you see taking this new defensive coordinator position outside I, of Joe. I say it's more yeah, of uh, uh, adding dirty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're hmm. staying in house, I think it's most likely that the Cowboys yeah. stay in in house. But but again, but too. again, mm-hmm. it also depends who Dan may take with them and who the Cowboys may release. The thing is, yeah. if you're bringing in someone from outside, they're going to want their own guys on the staff, and so you would release a lot of guys. your own guys to, to go with Dan. So that's what I say. This is the first domino to fall for this Cowboys defensive staff, but there could be several. So mm. Now you got to go up against, like we kind of touched on a little bit, but I want to dive more into that. Yeah. you got to see Dan Quinn twice, twice a year. You've got to see Kellen Moore now twice with Let's Philly. Go. You've got to see even uh, Vic Fangio, who of course wasn't, you know, he has, his, he has a lot of history with the Cowboys um, as far as just they haven't had a lot of success against him. So a lot of things McCarthy, going on. McCarthy. Well, against McCarthy. McCarthy. Against, yeah. Yes, against uh-huh. McCarthy. Uh, but just talking about, you know, the fact that you have to see all those guys. I ain't twice. scared. Yeah, you know what? A year. I ain't scared of them. What impact does that have, though, for this Cowboys team? I mean, it it, it may not have any impact at all because mm-hmm. Kellen hasn't been in this. When Remember True. when they were like 30% and then the offense ended up looking totally different at some mm-hmm. point in time? Mm-hmm. Kellen doesn't have a really good beat to me on, yeah. hmm. you know, what... The new era. Yeah, what the new era is. And also, too, with DQ gone, you could see a change in in defensive philosophy or maybe there's some wrinkles or whatever so there is some unknown that I think will also matter moving forward and as far as Dan Quinn being the head coach he's gonna be the head coach 
not the defensive yeah. coordinator. Right. So sure. he he will have impact. He will have input. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe they. Maybe he does. He, he maybe might, he might, he might, might be the DC. He might call. I he might. He might the be place. the DC. So I mean, we've That'd seen. Be fun. It, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna be hot if he go over there and be like, you know what? Let's, let me change my philosophy now. I'm going to be hot. Well, let know, me see it, it, 320, 40-pound DTs over there. Well, I'm going to be hey, hot. They, they they drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round last year. Uh-huh. You know? I and mean, now so, he weighed like what? He's and, and it, it was a very back. disappointing rookie class in terms of performance. Right. We talked yeah. about it on the draft show. Very yeah. disappointing And it puts class. a lot of pressure a crap ton of pressure mm-hmm. for them to excel this draft. Absolutely. Right. And yep. and also too, you gave up a fourth for Trey Lance. Yep. And that, you and you traded for Brandon Cooks and yep. you, you traded for Gilmore. Yeah, so, so they you're lacking in yeah. those middle rounds yeah. and yeah. it matters. So it's like I also wondered again, trickle down effect. You start thinking about does anyone have tradeability? Yeah. On this team. If if there are gentlemen that don't wanna, you know, stay after Dan Quinn leaves and stuff like that because some of these guys really love that man. Yeah, so, I mean, do. I wouldn't, we'll see, like, it's a trickle-down effect. I, I want to see how the dominoes fall. <laughs> you know, oh, right. Jesus. Okay. We, we heard Jerry talking about going all in yeah. this year, uh, and I know we were going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but Here's the thing. I think when it comes to going all in, mm. you go all in on the draft, finding plug-and-play kind of players. Because, like you said, rookie class underperformed, and it showed. Mm-hmm. Because when Jonathan Hankins, perfect example, Jonathan Hankins goes out, first guy, you call up Mozzie Smith. He didn't perform. In fact, when you look at the amount of snaps that he took during mm-hmm. the season, it was around 20%. For your first-round draft pick, and given, I know the nose tackle position is a yeah. difficult learn. Talk to Hank about it, uh, why it's so hard to learn, and, and he said it took yeah. him about three years to really understand the job of an NT. So I'm not knocking Mozzie in any way. I'm just saying in terms of if you're drafting a guy, first round, second round, third round, I don't care. They need to be plug-and-play kind of players mm-hmm. while these rookies from this year make impactful year two jumps to make up for what they could be losing in this offseason, mm-hmm. what they might not be able to reacquire, and guys that are going to be coming back from injury. Yeah. We've seen that. We've seen it this year. We've seen it years prior. Mm. It takes time for these guys to come back from injury. It's up to these younger guys to step it up now. And this rookie class coming in better feel the heat that they need to perform instantly upon arrival. You can grow. You can learn. After training camp, Come preseason, need to be ready. I need to see you ready to plug and play. Yeah, I was critical of <laughs> I was critical. We talked about it on the sh- on the draft show, like what were your thoughts about this year's draft class? And I felt like the Cowboys were a bit um content. Yeah. In how they drafted. And when I say that is like I think they were they went out and got Stephon Gilmore. They went out and got Brandon Cooks. They knew that Brandon uh, Brandon. They knew that Jonathan Hankins mm. was unk was coming back for another year. And I felt like they went into the draft and didn't – they got all the guys, when you go down the list of the draft guys, you say, besides the Marvion Overshone, and even then he still had room to grow. You're like, oh, this guy will be better next year. Mm-hmm. Very much so a lot of them were developmental-type guys. Yeah. And so to your point, Jess, when you talk about plug mm-hmm. and play, I think that's going to be important in this draft is that they absolutely get people who are ready – right now yep. obviously yeah. development never stops but 
And especially for certain positions, yeah. too. Yeah, because you could have longer than others. Heck yeah, because you didn't get nothing from Schoon yeah. as yeah, a receiver. So, so, and that he, hurt. He, so Schoonmaker ended up with eight catches. And here's oh. the thing. He was on the field for 31% of snaps. Jeez. Now, he, he's a blocker. You know, sure. he's not going to be your primary target at, at tight end. But remember, Hendershot missed so much of the mm-hmm. season with injury. Mm-hmm. And Sean McCune was, he played a lot early, but mm-hmm. then ended up on IR. So Schoonmaker was out there uh, a lot, a lot of two tight end sets. But still, to have uh, that amount of plays on the field, and the fact it's, and I'm not bagging on Schoonmaker, no. but when it's a second round pick, did, did he do his job yeah. as a as a blocker? You know, it, the run game, the stats didn't uh, weren't Show where they it. needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But in Mozzie Smith, it was just over just over a quarter of the snaps and everything. But yeah. a lot of that came. It was short, towards uh, the two thirds part of the season or later than that when Hankins was out. Uh-huh. That um, Mozzie's uh, number of plays went up and and. Because at yeah. the early part of the season, um, you know, he was barely getting on the field. Mm. Schoonmaker, I will say one thing, though. Remember, he was coming off the injury in the offseason in camp, and mm-hmm. so he had a slow start sure. to begin. Yeah. But when Hendershot and McCune weren't factors, you know, Schoonmaker wasn't really a factor mm. in the in the passing game. Yeah. yeah. Talking about, uh, I guess we can switch gears and going all in. Um, as far as Jerry, he, he is word for word. It was, we will be going all in. I would say that you will see us this coming year not build it for the future. So that clearly yeah. means right now. Have y'all heard that before? <laughs> Every <laughs> year. Every year. Rinse and repeat. Oh. Wait, let, let, no, let me, let me just ask this. <laughs> What else is he supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Of course they're of course they're all in every year. Yeah. Of course you're all in. You wouldn't every be an year. NFL team if you weren't, right? Well, but it to the way that I took that was um in terms of they'll be more aggressive in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. same. I pray. I mean yeah. have mercy. Hey, There's have your linebackers light some candles, please. Something. Uh, yeah, a lot of DTs yeah. in this this upcoming um, free agency. Lots of linebackers mm-hmm. in this upcoming free agency. A few running backs. Yep. Stop playing games, Doc. There are some positions that I feel as though, like, yes, you can have a rookie there and they might excel and play well. But linebacker, DT, those type of things, please, yeah. for the love of muffins, bring in a veteran to solidify those spots and and so you can take some of the pressure off of some of these young guys so yeah. they can be. And also, too, when you do that, it allows these young guys to have first legs when you start getting later into the season because I do think we saw some wear and some exhaustion yeah. from this defensive line. Yeah. But a lot of that is because what are you getting from Sam Williams? What are you getting from yeah. some of these younger Marcy. guys on these un- – Mozzie, where are you getting mm-hmm. from these younger guys on a defensive line? You didn't get much. And mm-hmm. so for me, if if all in all in needs to be also too not being so heavily reliant on some of these young players and being gotcha. able I know the Cowboys are a draft and develop team. I understand that. I understand that they like to play their own guys. But in some instances, we're just seeing too many times that people go out other teams go out and get a veteran guy to solidify mm-hmm. a spot. They kind of sprinkle in some talent around them, and then they're able to go forth. We're trying to go forth. 
Jerry, please. Like, I'm just... well, but um, they are well positioned, the Cowboys, in terms of uh, the salary cap this year is going to be uh, 242500000 so just over $242 million. Well, the Cowboys last year, I think one of the criticisms was, were they all in when they didn't address linebacker, you mm-hmm. know, make, or make a trade to, to help midway through the part of the season or, or bring in some of these free agents? Uh, because they had uh, $10 million that was available last year yeah. that they carried over. Okay, so that means that the their rollover cap space from last season is 10.8 million. So that means that basically um, 253 million that they have. Uh, so to spend this to, year. to spend this year. So okay. if there were a couple of specific mm-hmm. targets, let's say linebacker. What, what's going to happen at, at safety if they don't bring J. Ron Curse back? You know, uh, will they um, address mm-hmm. uh, defensive line? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you and what are you going to do at running back? Well, right. Start, you have to start with Dak's contract first before it, absolutely. You, it trickles down that's to a great anything point. else because sixty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's two hundred fifty million minus sixty. Million. That's already one hundred ninety million right there. You want to talk about being all in? That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Starts with your quarterback. Yeah, because that's yeah. gonna take. Starts with your quarterback's contract. You gotta, you gotta yeah. get that down. Go from there. Mm-hmm. And and Jerry talked about taking a holistic approach, which. Yeah. Okay, I mean, okay, take whatever <laughs> approach you want. Just yeah. get it done. Yeah. I don't care what your approach is, but in, in terms, of, I wanted to add in. Sorry, my no, phone good, is blowing up. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's what I'm you, going to. You know, life of, life of a reporter. Um, but, what's to me, Christy, to bounce off of what you said about mm-hmm. uh, that Jerry's all-in comment kind of referred to free agency, I think you kind of started to see that last season in terms of Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Yes. They went mm-hmm. all-in because it was shocking, really, at that point. You're like, wait, got Stephon Gilmore? Oh, wait, now we have Brandon Cooks? What's going yeah, on? And trade and, and, and use, then, use draft capital, yep, trading draft picks exactly. for Exactly, mm-hmm. and so that was going all-in. But then at that point, it was kind of like, okay, well, then what? So you can't say you're going all in and then stop doing it at some point because, yes, there were there were attempts to bring guys in, especially with the linebacker core. There were attempts. Mm -hmm. They weren't successful attempts. And um, that's fine. But I also think there could have been attempts sooner when you knew Leighton was not returning for the season. That's and, fair. And I think that's what frustrates me is, yes, you can go all in, and they did to an extent early on in free agency. You got two really key impact plug-and-play players that definitely made a difference for this team. But then what? Then what? How did you continue to go all in last year? So for me this year, that same aggressive mentality of – going after acquiring trades or doing whatever you need to do in free agency, uh, restructuring contracts, extending contracts. Be aggressive, but continuously be aggressive, especially when it's needed during the season. Don't Mm -hmm. just stop when the offseason ends. That's a good point. I I wanted to add to that because when you look at even the Ravens, they looked at uh, Patrick Queen, who Mm -hmm. a lot of people for a second was like, hey, this dude ain't living up to expectations. This is not what we thought we were going to get from this player. They saw Roquan Smith and was like, you know what? He can probably make this player better. That's the mentality also, too, I'm looking for is you when you have youth, and, and there is youth on this team, yeah. mm-hmm. they need mentorship. 
Yeah. Like they need they need yeah. coaching outside of coaching. And I do think specifically this linebacker core, especially I know with Layton going out, it mattered. But the thing is, to Jess's point, you knew Layton has health yeah. issue like battles. Yes. No one can plan for Demarion Overshone getting right. hurt, but that's preseason. So again, you mm-hmm. had opportunity mm-hmm. early in the season to go attack this. Mm-hmm. However, you said we're gonna lean on our guys in house. We're gonna and I just think that's the difference that I want to be made is yeah can those guys play sure but we are in a position to win right now we need to fix this right now because it came yep. back to bite you in huge games mm-hmm. and I do agree to your point that they they could have addressed some of this stuff earlier than yeah. what they decided to so, so why don't it, y'all think that mindset is there because they it, that's for um, well, yeah. you know the, the, one, the one thing you, what do you, you say oh they, mean, they didn't address, but you know that you have contracts coming up with Dak, right. with CD, yeah. and then Micah. That wasn't and so, shocking. And so right. to, mm-hmm. to take that $10 million and carry it over, that's something that the Cowboys have done the last decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, believe me, they did not do in the mid to late 90s, yeah. the early aughts, the early teens. It was, all, it was chips in the table, and then you are in salary cap hell. Mm-hmm. So... I know that Cowboy fans get frustrated and complain about this, but you were complaining about it the other way. So it's a yin and a yang. Right. And when the yang, you want the yin. And when the yin, you want the yang. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, it, it, what I think that our frustration and the reason why our voices become oh. a little shrill when we talk about it is this particular season is because, gosh, it was right there. A 12-win season and then the bitter disappointment of the way they lost in the, the playoffs, you know, it just it, it it it's just still still feels so fresh. And there are so few seasons where you really have this kind of opportunity like they had this year. Mm. And so if we sound a little bitter, I think we just reflect a lot of the uh, attitude of Cowboys Nation right now. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and take our second break. You're watching Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Excellent 
dining, boutique shopping, and exciting events in the Star District in Frisco, featuring dozens of North Texas best restaurants, shops, and plus a calendar full of family-friendly events. There's always something to shop, dine, and do at the Star District. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> they should get you to start doing videos. I love that. I would love that so much. I would love nothing more in my life than that. What? <laughs> Chrissy had a game for us. Uh, she did. You yeah. have a game? I have a game. Not a you? game, but like you had some, oh, well, some, some, fun facts. some fun facts. So just uh, <laughs> you know, before we got a little yeah, derailed yeah. today. So, so I'm gonna be uh, out of town. Reason. I'm gonna be in Las Vegas next week, so I won't be part of the podcast next wow. week. But I just want to share some little nuggets that uh, when Taylor you were Swift? at your Super Bowl Swift party, <laughs> when you, I'm gonna go to the Taylor Swift Bowl. That's right. <laughs> uh, so when when you're at your Super Bowl party or when you're planning stuff, you can impress your friends and family with some of the little nuggets that you can drop in during hmm. the Super Bowl broadcast or the preparation. So that is, um, let, let's start off with uh, a very basic one. How did the Super Bowl get its name? It's the NFL-AFL championship, Ooh, that's a good one. Oh right? The gosh. first one was played in 1967, so mm-hmm. it was championship from 1966. You had two different leagues, competi- competing leagues, the mm-hmm. AFL and the NFL. They meet for the NFL-AFL championship, mm-hmm. what four years later would start to be known as the Super Bowl and started with Roman numerals. But how did the Super Bowl get its name? Because they were both, like, awesome teams. Super team. You get it? Bowl season. Please. <laughs> I, I'm very curious. Bowl. So so the name, uh, if you do not know this name, you should. Lamar Hunt. Lamar, yep. The late Lamar Hunt in mm-hmm. the NFL Hall of Fame. Yep. Owner, now his son Clark, runs the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But yep. the Hunt family, they're from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anyway, so, so uh, Lamar was one of the movers and shakers of the AFL. And so as uh, the AFL leaders are working with the NFL leaders as well as the broadcasters for this championship game where the the two leagues meet he remembered daughter Sharon and the the sons they Clark and Dan at home back then we all had the little super balls Mm -hmm. just those little bouncy balls and so Super Bowl comes from Super Bowl and Super Bowl was coined by Lamar Hunt. Please. Crazy. And in fact, oh, wow. in fact, one of the little Super Balls mm-hmm. is on display in Canton, Ohio, mm. at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm, and that's yeah. how the Super Bowl, the NFL AFL championship game, became known as the Super Bowl. Wow. And then another fun fact we use is like, which Super Bowl is this? It's uh, VX, what, whatever. It's all these Roman numerals. It's like <laughs> yeah. those of us that have a hard time remembering Me. Roman numerals. Me. But, so so this is Super Bowl 58 coming up. Mm-hmm. Why does the NFL use Roman numerals for the Super Bowl? It's a great question. I don't Christy. know. I, they don't know. Wanna, I don't know. Well, it's because it it's because the game itself <laughs> is played the next year. So the Super oh, Bowl, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl is being played in February of 2024, but it's to determine the champion of the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. So, for example, going back to the first Super Bowl, 66 season played in January of 1967. By the time they got to the fourth one, this was officially the merger of the NFL and AFL in 1970. They started using Roman numerals. So when the Cowboys won Super Bowl 27, that was the mm-hmm. 1992 season game was played in 1993 Mm. so it's to it's to avoid the confusion Mm. of the one year being played in the next year but then you have the confusion of roman numerals and it's hard to remember 
that oh, X wow. means 10 and L is 50 and 1. So yeah, I'd be struggling. So that's why. That's I why. That's pretty awesome. Google's yeah. my best friend. And, 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 then, and then I've got one more for you. Go ahead. And we're okay. going to go back to Lamar Hunt. Because right. I mentioned that Lamar and his family, they're from Dallas. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Lamar Hunt and the late Norma Hunt they lived right across the street from Jerry Jones there in wow. Highland oh. Park off Preston Road. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, anyway, what is the special tie that the Kansas City Chiefs organization franchise mm -hmm. has to Dallas and the Cowboys. Wait, F you go. You guess first. FC Dallas. It does it have something to do with what, FC Dallas. Lamar Hunt is in the Soccer Hall of Fame as well yeah. as the Pro Football Hall of Fame because the Hunt family, yes, did found um, FC Dallas, and Lamar was a mover and shaker mm -hmm. for decades in soccer. But while that is true, that is not the tie-in with the Dallas Cowboys. But hmm. this fact that you said Dallas is important. Okay. Aisha, anybody else? Uh, that's what were the what were the Kansas City Chiefs before they were the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, they were the direct competitors of the Dallas Cowboys uh, as an AFL team started the same time, the same expansion season, 1960, uh, as the Dallas Cowboys. They both shared right. the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, wow. yeah, games yeah, yeah, were yeah. played on Fridays and Saturdays back then because of conflicts. You know, if, mm -hmm. if the AFL had a game on Sunday, then the Cowboys had it the same weekend. They might play on a Saturday. And you might be shocked to know that the Chiefs, excuse me, the Dallas Texans at the time outdrew the Dallas Cowboys weekly wow. at, uh, at the Cotton Bowl. After three years of the Dallas Texans and the Dallas Cowboys, AFL and NFL, competing against each other in the same market, Lamar Hunt saw the writing on the wall and uh, found a very good opportunity in terms of stadium and lease and all of that and moved the team to Kansas City, hmm. thereby leaving the Dallas Cowboys as the lone uh, professional football franchise in uh, Dallas. So uh, so the Kansas wow. City Chiefs used to play at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas and, in fact, were the Dallas Texans for their first three seasons before moving to Kansas City. And the reason they're called the Chiefs, I know they play at Arrowhead Stadium and you have the fans doing what is now the politically incorrect, you know, it's kind of the, the theme. But the reason why they were called the Chiefs is the mayor of Kansas City at that time that brought uh, that worked with Lamar Hunt and lured Lamar and the Dallas Texans to Kansas City. They named him the Chiefs because the mayor, that was his nickname. Everyone called him the Chief. He was very involved mm. with the, the Boy Scout troops and things like, mm. like that. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, so the Chiefs, it's not named necessarily for Native Americans. It's actually named for the mayor who helped to lure Lamar Hunt. So there you go. History with Christy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> little like Christopedia. Little Christopedia. Let's there, see. So. Christery. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jazzy, I'm having a rough enough day already, okay? Whew. But hey, the, the other know. fun fact of it's, it's kind of hard to say, like, for example, the Chiefs would draw like 24,000 fans on average to the Cotton Bowl, and the Cowboys drew like 21,000 fans mm. like that first season. But mm. you don't have accurate counts. Yeah, It's kind of, especially the Cowboys, it's rounded numbers, like 21,000, 16,000, 10,000. Well, it was hard. They, they had, had trouble selling tickets, right? And so they gave a lot away. You'd have kids sneak. I've had so many uh, older gentlemen tell me that when they were kids, they would sneak through the slit 
uh, in the fence and mm -hmm. go into the game, sneak in through the uh, end zone, slit in the fence and things like that. But anyway, the real reason why they didn't have accurate counts at the Cotton Bowl was because the first few years in the 60s when the teams were there, um, they didn't have turnstiles. <coughs> so they honestly, at the stadium, so yeah. they honestly didn't know how many people were there. So they were just kind of using, like, crowd counts, you know. <laughs> Ladies I didn't even know that. I didn't know any of More that. than you the, ever wanted to know. Wait, no. So you tell me that little clicky thing we walk through is counting people? Yeah. Yes. Bye. You didn't know that? No. It's a turnstile. <laughs> you didn't know they, that. They, they also, sometimes you'll see them on, some, sometimes you'll see them on streets. Sometimes you'll see them on streets, and it's so that, and it'll count the number of tires that go over them, and that's how civil engineers and managers know how much road traffic is I'm on shocked. the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. No, I'm, worried, I'm worried about uh, Aisha working going, security. Who are we going for in the I, Super Bowl, everybody? I, I was going to ask for um, score predictions from there. But well, you have to go, go for go. the Chiefs with their tie to the cow with, oh, to Dallas. I'm, yeah. I'm going for the Chiefs oh. for the tie to Taylor Swift. I don't know what you're talking about. There you about. go. That. Yeah. Aisha, who are you going for? I'm going for the Chiefs. I'm going for Taylor Swift. I can't root for, for San Fran. Only I, because I don't like San Fran, I'm going exactly. I cannot. That's, I'm there not, you go. that's exactly I cannot root for those people. I cannot. They but have I'm ruined our day too many times. I can't do it. <laughs> they, I don't care. They come out there with this stupid boom box. I don't want to <laughs> see it. Oh, I'm so sick of them. So, you're going for so we're all going for the Chiefs here. I know it's, it hurts. It's even harder. It doesn't hurt that bad. Yes, it does. For me, as a Swifty, well, I'm living different. my best I, life. Now I will say oh. Isaiah Pacheco yeah. has become yeah. one of my favorite Another players. Another reason to upset his the story, His story, how he runs, why he runs the way he runs. He's become one of my favorite running backs. Yeah. Maybe my favorite running back in the NFL right now. So hmm. I might be going for Kansas City. Oh. It hurts you to say that. Are you okay? Know. She wants to throw up. <laughs> On that note, we'll see y'all next week. That's a wrap for Great we Stop, have to Excuse Stop. Aisha. Presented by Jigsaw. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!